Hello, hello, and welcome again to This Remote Life. I'm Irene, your host, and this is another episode where we interview an entrepreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, someone who is living this remote life. Hi, Allison. Welcome to This Remote Life. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited Ooh. to be here. It's my pleasure with everything that you're about to share. I'm super excited. So why don't you just introduce yourself and um, well, introduce your remote life. I'm not going to give up anything. Sure, sure. So I'm Allison Miller. I am um, a high-tech recruiter by day mm-hmm. and by night. <laughs> I own a wine, a wine events and um, really wine retail business called Artisan Wine Group. And I created um, a wine tasting card game to help people um, learn their the wine terms that kind of match their taste profile to help people be better consumers around wine and really to give people a better comfort level around wine. Mm-hmm. So that is that's kind of the overall. Thank you. And I'm actually just launching my mobile app. I did, we released the prototype and then had some fixes. So that will be coming out soon as well. Okay. Well, we, I can't wait and I'm sure I'm not alone. So yay. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, tell me, how did you, uh, when did you start being remote? So I started being remote around, um, it actually was probably 2000. Four. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I had been a high school teacher okay. and I became, yeah, so that was definitely not remote. And um, I became, I, I, I learned as a high school teacher that I really liked flexible schedule. I uh-huh. liked to be able to go out for a walk during the day. Um, it just helped, kept, helped me keep feeling healthy and balanced. Um, so when I went into recruiting, I was like, wow, there's flexibility in schedules mm-hmm. being in industry, right? Yeah. Um, and out of teaching. So it was just kind of an eye opening for me. But um, I had a, a, a boss who really wanted me to come back to work in 2004. And I was pregnant with my first child. Okay. And so this is in recruiting. And um, so I said to her, listen, I'm happy to come in, but I'm very pregnant. So can we make some accommodations? And she said, you know, if I can see you two or three days a week in the office, I am fine and I'm happy with it. So that, yeah, so that was what, almost 20 years ago. Um, And what I found that really kind of set me up for the future in being a remote employee is I got so much more done at home than I got done in the Mm -hmm. office. I think something that many people discovered, uh, because most people discovered the remote and flexible working style during COVID, was uh, productivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I have a psychology background and a teaching background, right? So uh-huh. you can imagine I used to have people stopping by my desk all the time when I was in the uh-huh. office which was, it was wonderful. And it definitely, there's something about being face to face. And at that time we didn't really have anything like Zoom or, you know, Google Meets or Teams. Right, yeah. So so I didn't mind it, but like I would go in the office, I'd do my thing, people come in and out. And then I would go home and be like catching up on stuff because I just couldn't get as much done. 
you know. Yeah, it's so. interruptions and this and yeah. that. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And so you started the being a remote recruiter long before yeah. anyone was recruiting remotely. Um, yes. What is the situation now? So I, so through the years, what I would do is either I would work for that same manager or same company or same group of people that who knew I could be productive, Uh um, or I would end up, if I went for new positions, I would get to know the the manager, let them get to know me. And ultimately it just kind of would work out that they would trust me enough to have me work from home. Uh Now during COVID, of course, I, well, I, I had one job that, you know, I was in the office and then with, when COVID hit, we were at home and they were somewhat flexible with me anyway. But when we made the shift technologically, which, you know, every company did, um, they were fine with me being working from home as well. So I stayed remote. Um, and so when I switched roles, I took a position in New York, even though I'm in New Hampshire. So it was completely remote, no, you know, no need to go in. Uh And that actually during COVID worked out really well because we were hiring remote employees as well. Right. And um, how is it now, like from your position, I mean, you recruit for companies and you are in touch, you know, with uh, potential employees. So what Mm -hmm. is the trend? Like, what do you see is happening? I know that many people Mm -hmm. want to work remotely, but what's the perspective from the corporate world? Yeah, I think a few a few things were learned during COVID. So first of all, the technology was put in place that mm-hmm. people could work from home effectively. I heard from a lot of my friends that are in executive roles during COVID, and then as COVID kind of you know uh, waned, um, they really missed the interaction of being in the office. So they found mm-hmm. that their employees were productive. And but they felt like when they were together as a team or could look someone in the eye, it was just a different kind of connection. So they really, you know, I I feel like leadership has in general wanted employees to return at least in a hybrid way, two or three days Mm -hmm. a week. Um, And then it's interesting with the employees. So I hire mostly technical people, but I've hired across the board. for technical people during COVID, they could name their price, right? Amazon, Apple, they uh, they kind of opened up the door and were, were kind of throwing money at technical resources. And uh-huh. they were, it was really hard to find people. And so towards the end of COVID, when I was hiring people, they would, you know, there were a lot of like top technical resources that would say, nope, only remote. I will only work remote. Yeah. And especially like in the New York area, not having to do that commute. Yeah, was huge. That was huge because that's additional compensation in their pockets, right? And time, yeah, time, yeah, money. yeah, and time, yep. And see, being able to see their kids more, um, yeah, quality of life, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, sure. for sure. It's a huge, yeah, it's a huge difference of quality of life. Now, I will say that you know the company I'm at and the company previous, there were employees who felt completely disconnected. Uh-huh. So whether they had, you know, they had an illness where they couldn't go out or they just didn't have a way to connect with other people, which I think we all struggled on that, right? Well, um, that yeah. connection piece. I think one of the um, drawbacks of working remotely is you don't really have that bond with your colleagues and, you know, all that. But uh, right. how do you feel about that? Well, 
so it's interesting. I, my husband also is fully remote. Okay. So we are at separate parts of the house, but we're uh-huh. always, you know, so we always have that potential interaction. Um, I love it. I can take my kids to school. I can take them to doctor's appointments and I don't have to have that extra commute. And I also have a lot of friends who either are home with their kids or they work from home. So I have a whole community of, mm-hmm. you know, that's easily mm-hmm. access accessible socially. Um, but that was another phenomenon when I, um, when COVID first hit, as I started doing virtual wine tastings to help people connect. And we actually created, yeah, we created like this incredible community of people that every Friday night we would get together and people started to know each other and joke with each other in the comments. And, um, so that was really, that was really nice. Um, but the need for that just obviously isn't there. Thank goodness we can go out and socialize now. Um, Sorry. No, that's okay. (laughs) But I still think that the people who are remote still crave that connectivity. Yeah. So I. What I was going to say is that, you know, the, the, Upside is that when you are remote, you can actually choose the group that you want to socialize with. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just you don't have very little free time to just meet with your friends. You can actually choose your like your network of remote work, you know, right. workers and uh, your friends. And you can, you can create this new social circle. And that's yes. the cool. Yes, I agree with that. Absolutely. And there are now lots of different ways to be remote, right? So if you're somebody who really craves connectivity, you could be hybrid, which a lot of companies are currently. Mm-hmm. Two three, two or three days a week in the office and then you're home the other days. So I think that's a nice mix for people who miss that connection. Um, yeah. But I, the, the trend that we're seeing now is that companies are calling employees back into work. Um, right. what, what is your take on that? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Companies are calling people back. People don't want to go back. I mean, do you see a compromise happening around the room, the hybrid thing? Or do you feel that, you know, one side will push more than the other? So I don't, it's all, it's all about supply and demand. Yeah. So when there were very few top, tech, top technologists available, companies had to be flexible. Now, you know, hiring has really slowed down across the board, just with the economy, people are waiting mm-hmm. to see, right? And so now the the power really is in the hands of the employers. But I think employers want happy employees overall, right? And if you're going to a company that they don't, then that's not a good company for you. So I have seen that candidates are willing to be more flexible now mm-hmm. because there aren't as like they have to be. So they're willing to, to travel in. But I think if you're a company that's calling employees back five days a week, you know that you're risking losing top quality candidates. True. And, and the morale, you know, it's what you say. Right. Even if people go back, they won't be happy. I mean, I don't think anyone wants that. Yeah. 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 I think what COVID did for us was it helped people you know it was awful obviously pandemic yeah, yeah. but um uh, but and, and and it's awful that people lost so many you know friends and family um but for for living through it i think it helped people kind of ground more and really think about what was most important in their lives 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of people yeah, came to realize that that hustle and bustle and running here and running there and having the kids at a million activities wasn't maybe the right thing for them. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think yeah. many people realize that. And there was a lot more, you know, um, emphasis on mental health and work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance, you know, working, side hustling and, you know, having your life? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think the most important thing is waking up each morning and knowing it's it's a balance, right? Like I get up every morning, I do my walk or my workout first and really adhering mm-hmm. to a schedule. I have a certain time that I'm absolutely in front of my computer um, okay. from until, and I have an office that I go in, I close the door. So if the kids are home, they know door closed, I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do take that time, you know, I, I'll do a set lunch where I go out for a walk or I spend time with the kids if the kids are, you know, home. Um, And I think the hardest thing for me is really ending work. (laughs) You know, because the day should be on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think, Oh, I could just take this phone call or let me just work, you know, do this email. I do my side businesses a lot at night and on the weekends. Uh Uh-huh. Uh So, um, but I also am very, very mindful. And this is something I learned from the pandemic is being mindful of my energy and how much energy I have, right? So if I'm going to, you know, be cleaning for an hour, I'm not going to have as much energy for the kids or for working. So I, I, yeah, I think the scheduling is really the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think the the biggest thing for me, at least, it was when I realized that I can't do it all. And it's okay. It's totally cool. It's totally normal not being able, you know, to have full energy for everything. So right. Yeah, acceptance, big, big issue. Yeah. Uh, So tell us a bit about your side hustles, you know, tell us about the wine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm so as as I mentioned before, my background is psychology and education, uh-huh. and I love, love, love learning new things. And so um, when my daughter was a baby, I actually worked for a company that did it on wine tastings, and because I love to learn and I love to know a lot, um, I think it was 2016 I started pursuing wine education, and at that time, a friend and I ran this big wine tasting group um, in town that that had become like 30 some odd women. And um, so I went and got certified. I got my um, international my advanced certification from um, WSET. Wow. Wine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a truly, I was able to do that because I was working remotely. Um, you know, I had three kids, but I do my work. I spend time with the kids and then I could study. So it was very, you know, if I, that time savings from not having to commute was really what I put into um, being able to expand on that, you know, on a, mm-hmm. an educational level. Mm-hmm. So, so um, working full what's time, that? working full time, being a mom of three, a wife and having that time and energy to do. Wow. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and I will say that I, my jobs have ebbed, ebbed and flowed. So sometimes I'd be part-time and mm-hmm. sometimes I would be full-time. Well, I, so. I, that's normal. I mean, that's the freelance <laughs> slash, yeah. you know, solopreneur life. So that makes sense. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, and then I woke up one morning and I thought there's got there's a better way to, to do wine tastings. And I just, ha- I had this idea for a card game. 
And so I created this wine tasting card game and the cards are meant to stimulate your, your senses. Wow. And okay. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really neat. I created it just to run a blind tasting. But once I got the card deck in my hands, I, first of all, when it was delivered, I almost cried. I was just so <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> that I created this. Thank you. Thank you. Right. But what I quickly learned is you could play all these childhood games with this card deck while tasting wine. Okay. So, yeah. So like you could even, if you have a pack and I have a pack, we can play Go Fish. Okay. But you can play headbands, you can play war, like all of these different games and learn about wine and have fun. Okay. I love so, that. I, it's yeah. like being a child, but also being an adult and having the best right. of both worlds. I mean, right. that's awesome. Right. So, yeah, thank you. Tell me about the app because that sounds pretty awesome too. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So it takes, right now, we're taking just one of the basic games that we play using the card game. Mm -hmm. And I use my card game when I do events. So you're not, when you come up to a wine tasting with Vino, you're not just tasting wine and listening to someone talk, mm -hmm. but you're engaging and interacting. And a lot of people will say, wow, you know, we went to your wine tastings before, but, and we've been to many. But with the wine game, we really understand it. Like we really understand what these words are for, what the tasting notes are for. So we rolled that into an app where you taste your wine, you play the game, and then the app will give you recommendations based on your um, responses. Oh, that so is so my awesome. Thank you. My goal is that you'll walk away having played my games and say, you know what? I didn't know what types of wine exactly to order or buy, but now I know I really like black cherry and blackberry and, you know, a wine that yeah. tastes smooth and, and, and so you have your key words and that then will empower consumers to, um, to play with their wine. That's our tagline, play with your wine. All right. Oh, it's awesome. Cause you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a big wine drinker and yeah. by extension, I'm not a big wine connoisseur, but yeah. whenever, you know, it's wine time, I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'll Google and I'll try to figure out the, the pairing and that, but this app sounds, it, it, I like the tagline, you know, it sounds fun. Mm -hmm. It sounds playful. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Thank I, you. Sorry, One of the things that, that, and it goes hand in hand with working remotely, you know, you listen to the, I, I listen to a lot of inspirational speakers and they talk about um, how, you know, if you're in survival mode and you're always like kind of living in fear and anxiety that you, you, you can't get to that point of creation, like creating wow. things in your life. And so I think what really what COVID did for a lot of people, I know that for me, it did is once I slowed down. I realized how much overwhelm I had been living in hmm. and I was able to, and that's, that's why like when I do my walk in the morning, I do a meditation walk and it just puts me into a different mode where I can then go creative. And that's, that's really what the wine stuff is for me. It's, it's a place where I can be expansive and mm -hmm. learn and grow and always be creative and thinking about how can I inspire others and okay. get them to, yeah, because the wine industry, like there's just so, the reason I love it is because I'm always, um, it's about history. It's about yeah. um, climate and travel and there's so much in it to learn about. So um, 
you it's know, just tasting one of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A you know, you learn about cultures, you learn about, well, nature basically, because, yes. you know, climate, tastes, traditions. Yes. It's, it's fantastic. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, going back to what you said, you know, about being remote or, you know, working for yourself as a freelancer mm -hmm. or a solopreneur or on um, the difficulty. And when you have, you know, the, this, this need, this urge to, to create, but you can't mm -hmm. because you are, like you said, in survival mode. How do you think, I mean, what do you think is the best way to snap out of it, you know? Yeah, that's a really good question. So when you, when you, so you really, what you're asking is when you're stuck in the fear and anxiety and overwhelm, what can you do? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I do, so there's, there's so many different easy things to do that people that you just, if, if you can remember to use your tools, right. Uh -huh. Play um, a song that makes you happy. Oh, Go for a walk. Yeah, there's always when I first started doing that stuff, like I, I listened to like, what are the essentials? One thing was walk in nature, which is just just get outside, put your feet, you know, take your shoes off and step, uh -huh. step on the grass. Um, so those are really like kind of simple, easy things you can do. Um, go for a walk, read a book, a book that um, is inspirational. There's so many just incredible books out there. Mm -hmm. And just they they tell you kind of how to do this stuff but also as you're reading it they lift you out of that fear and anxiety as well yeah yeah the power of suggestion right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure I totally totally agree with the uh, encompass you know yourself in nature and you know just it's a mentality you know it's a mentality yeah. shift and I think wine helps yeah um Oh, no. sorry. So yeah, no, wine absolutely helps. It's funny because when I first started doing wine, you know, education, I thought, you know, I don't know that I'm here to just teach about wine. Like, what is this all about? I'm really like, I, I'm a healer and a communicator and how can this be like my, you know, my thing. And someone said to me, you know, don't you realize, and I'll never forget. She said, don't you realize that there are so many people that are kind of sitting in that fear and anxiety. And it just, it's a, it's a connection point and it's a way to just kind of relax around, yeah. around you, you know, as long as you, there's no issue, right. As long as you don't have um, an addiction, then no, wine can be a really, yeah. Then wine can be a really kind of expansive thing. And um, you know, as I do, I, I help people, right. I'm hiring people. So I'll, I'll help them with their resumes and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so and someone had recommended, why don't you do a resume writing session or interviewing along with a wine tasting, like bring all of your stuff together. And, and really it is a way to kind of get you out of your fear yeah, and sure. help you move into kind of more of an instinctual um, positivity. Right. Sure. And I mean, uh, wine education also encompasses, you know, your background in education and psychology, yeah. you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful world that you've built. Yeah. So how can someone, you know, find the group or the app whenever it's going to be ready? Yep. So if you follow us on Instagram, uh -huh. um, at Vino Card Game, or Artisan Wine Group is the wine that that's the company, and the card game is under Vino Card Game. 
Awesome. Well, all the links will be uh, posted in the episode description. So I'm sure you're going to get some very, very eager people <laughs> who will be super happy for the card game and um, definitely for the app. When is the app out or are you? So it's not. Mm -hmm. So we released the prototype and I, I decided it wasn't good enough. <laughs> okay. So we went back and we're just restructuring some of it. Um, okay. and I'm, I'm, and then, and then I'll be release, releasing it on the app store. So I would say, um, probably within a month, it should be out. All right. Cool. All right. Oh, thank, Allison, you. thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you and speaking with you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure. Sure thing. Sure.